All right, welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. I have an amazing guest on today, someone I've known for a long time. It's Lindsay Stevens. So happy to be here. Yeah, thank you for being here. And I can't wait for you listeners to hear her story and to feel her passion. Uh, She's definitely someone who uh, shares her light. I know you talk a lot about light and sharing your light and light attracts light. And we're going to talk a lot about that and why you feel and believe that. But I do need to give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Veracity Networks. They've been so good to me. And I also want to thank the listeners for spending time uh, every day listening to a podcast. And I, it just means a lot to me. And, you know, please keep sharing this with people who need to hear this message. And Lindsay's story will inspire you. It will make you realize that you're good and that you can do anything. And like I said, I've known Lindsay for a long time. And we've, our families have known each other. And, and, I'm, and I'm shocked. We were talking off air that this is your first podcast. <laughs> My first ever. Like, I'm a veteran of listening uh-huh. to podcasts. A podcast a day keeps my, my, my worries away. Worries but, away. <laughs> but I've never, I've never spoken on podcasts. So I'm, yeah. I'm delighted and I'm really honored to be on your podcast. You do such great work oh, that makes you. a difference. And I'm, I'm delighted to be here. Oh, well, that means a lot. And, and again, I, I'm, I, I'm shocked that you haven't been on one. But hopefully this is a string of sure. uh, opening this up for you because you do have a story to share that's very inspiring. Um, you know, I was looking on your website and, you know, under what your intention is. And I want to share this because I was so touched when I read it. <clears throat> and here's what it says. Your intention. This is Lindsay's intention. It's pretty simple. I want to share light. If I can share my light, I can help others find and share theirs. Individually sharing light pushes personal growth and development, but collectively sharing light makes this sometimes dreadful world a better place. Share your light. Mm -hmm. And that hit me so hard when I read that because I believe that. And that's what we're doing today is you get the opportunity to share your light to the world. And I'm just grateful for this opportunity to be able to hear your story. Oh, I, I, my heart's <laughs> just swelling right now, um, especially with you as someone who does, who wants the same thing. I think that's the amazing thing about light is that when you begin to share it, mm-hmm. you realize how many people are out there wanting and doing the same thing in all these different genres yeah. and facets of life. And I believe that light attract lights. How did we, I mean, we've known each other for how long? Yeah, I don't over know, 10 years. but I've really been work is working and focusing on um, sharing my light on purpose. Uh, right. for, it really, I mean, I've, I've always believed that, but I changed my intention about a year ago that I was going to be more diligent in doing it. And look, light attracts light. Here we are sitting we together are. after cool, knowing yeah. each other for 15 plus years. Yeah. Um, and that's the beauty of, of light. It's in abundance. There's some right. for everyone. And we think, oh, you know, Todd does his thing and Lindsay does her thing. Well, you know what? This person needs to do their thing. And when they give their light, they better someone else. And it just is so reflective. All of a sudden, everyone is shining. Everyone's doing their best. And it it really does make um, this world a better place. And there's things that I can't do. I can't do what Todd does. (laughs) And nor would I ever want to try and do that. But I can do my best in an arena that I'm in Mm -hmm. and better the people that I'm with. And then they go out. And then they share what they have. Right. So it just is like a pot that you just keep, you get a drink yeah. and then you pass it on. Pass it on. I yeah, love that. you pass it on. Beautifully said. Thank you so much. Um, you know, a little background and, you, and I'm going to let you explain most of this because I want them to hear it from you. But you're the creator of Find Your Wild. Mm-hmm. 
right? And and I can't wait. Does that scare you a little that it says find your wild? Most people think, what? Yeah, what does that mean? Girls gone wild? No, <laughs> not girls gone wild. No. Crazy. And, and that's why I want you to explain it Thanks. because it's powerful. Um, uh, you're someone who loves music. You love to dance. You. you love to express yourself that way. You you know, you've been a personal trainer. Maybe you still are. Mm-hmm. You're a mom. You're a wife. Yeah. You're a friend. You're all these amazing things. Um, you did grow up in a military family that you moved around quite a bit. I want to talk about that. And I do want to get to the where, you know, you struggled growing up with believing on some level that you weren't good enough. Mm. And I call this a belief cast because belief dictates behavior. And I want, we're going to talk about how you went from that belief to the beliefs you have now. And we'll, we'll get into that as well. Um, you're just someone who strives every day to be the best version of yourself. And again, like we said, give away your light. And uh, here we are. Here we are. Okay, well, give us a little background. Tell us, you know, growing up, what that was like, moving around all the time, a little bit about your family and, and sure. go from there. So I um, grew up in the military. So my dad was an officer in the Army, and that meant 21 moves in 21 years, Jeez. which sounds crazy. And most <laughs> people think, yeah. I could never do that. And yeah. I used to I used to almost sometimes feel bad for myself, like, oh, why did I do that? And then I thought, wait a minute, I didn't know anything different. Everyone in my world did right. the exact same thing. <laughs> so it wasn't weird. Yeah. And there were some amazing benefits to being able to move and see the world and see people. And that's one reason why I think I love music. I love people. The more different, the better. I've had a chance to be the minority, the majority, right. the outcast, the, for all, all these different reasons. So it gave me a real great love for people and, and empathy for people who are new and who are... Um, trying to find themselves because I got a chance to do it again and again and right. again and again. Some places were wonderful to live for my family. I am, uh, so I have my mom and my dad, and then there's okay. five kids, okay. and there was four of us under the age of five. Oh, wow. God bless <laughs> my mother, and a set of twins in there too. So um, when my mom was previously married, and her first husband passed away when oh, okay. um, she had three babies under two. And then my parents met and married, and then we moved to Germany. And that's where I was born. So my mom was living in a foreign country with four kids under under the age of five. And and then my little sister came along, and she uh, she's nine years younger. She was a surprise. Surprise. I wouldn't have any kids either if I had the four of us. I'd be like, we're done. But you know what? She she snuck in, and we're so glad she did. But um, (laughs) four of us under five, and we were each other's best friends. Um, and we had a lot of, everyone's family is dysfunctional. I think that we, we like to think that our family is good yeah. because of this or yeah. bad because of that. But my family's dysfunctional just like any other family is dysfunctional. And we, um, we had struggling places we lived in and we had great places we lived in that was, that was um, fruitful for our family. Right. Um, so we lived, I was born in Germany, moved to Georgia, back to Ohio, back to Georgia, three tours in Kansas, California. My parents are actually from here, which I'd never lived here before. (laughs) I had no intentions of living here. Um, And then I ended up living in the Bay Area. And this will actually, I'll tell this quick little story because I think it makes sense for um, my beliefs, my previous beliefs. So I was living in the Bay Area and I was engaged to be married. um, And I felt like I was doing all the right things. I was making these great decisions. But in the back of my head, I... I mean, if you're going to question something, please question the person you're, you know, the person you're going to marry. But I thought to myself, no, this is right. On paper, everything looked great. Well, um, 
10 days before I was supposed to get married, my fiance at the time had said, these were the words, I just can't see myself being married to someone like you. Really? And 10 days before. 10 days before, which listen, it was the best thing. That was the kindest thing he ever did for me. Right. For sure. But I was thinking, well, at the time, you couldn't have told me this like four (laughs) months ago before we sent out all these invitations, you know, but I, I knew deep down in my heart, I didn't trust myself. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. So when I moved to Utah, my 21st move, I moved to Utah like a puppy with their tail between their legs. I was so embarrassed. You know, my cute dad had to be like, Hey, thanks. The wedding's not happening. Now you have to explain it. Yeah. And I was really embarrassed for myself because I knew better and I didn't listen. I kept pushing it thinking it was going to work. So I, I, um, moved here to Utah. My parents were living up North in a little town called Mountain Green. And I like stayed in bed for a month and didn't shower and was like so sad. I was so embarrassed, you know? (laughs) And my parents were like, you've got to like get out, go to school, shower, whatever you've got it. You can't be here anymore. And so I was avoiding life. And so I went to the university of Utah and, um, within six to 12 weeks, I met my husband now. Oh, which really? I would, I would never have met him, obviously, if, if I'd married, you know, right, you know, gentleman A, yeah. who actually lives in Utah now, randomly. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would never have met him. But that did um, play a very big part in my belief of how I felt about myself. Right. It was kind of a, it was kind of a hit. But in the in the long run, it was the most kind gift ever because it pushed me to find out who I really was, what I really deserved and what I really wanted. So that brought me to Utah. I've been here since 2002 and my husband, Mark and I have been married for, he's uh, 17 years, 17 17 years. Congratulations. Um, Yeah. It's wonderful. He's, he's the best. I love him. Well, I want to point out, and I love that you said that, you know, it was actually the best thing that ever Mm. happened to you at the time, because I mean, in the moment you're probably like, this is the worst. Like how, why is this happening? But you, you look back and look at all the blessings that have come from that particular thing. And, and one of the things I share with my clients all the time that life happens for us, mm-hmm. not to us. So, I mean, that's, that's a perfect example of how it happened for you. Here's a gift. I can, I can guarantee you if I had married him, I can tell you, I would tell you where I'd be right now. I wouldn't be sitting with Awesome Todd right now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I would be, I would be. I would be a wreck. And I've, yeah. I've seen people that have done it. They've forced their hand yeah. in what they think should happen instead of letting go and giving into the flow mm-hmm. of life, which is really scary to do. It was so humbling for me. And it really, I don't want to say it forced my hand to do anything because I think you always have a choice right. to get on board or to get off. And I stayed on the train and thought, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to I'm gonna keep with it. I'm going to keep trying. And it really was the most kind thing he ever did for me was to break my heart. Uh, and that is, that is, I know people out there have had those feelings and, and it's, it's, it's really difficult at the time, but those moments allow personal reflection yeah. and growth. And, and based on some things that had happened, I would have locked myself in a box and never been able to grow in that relationship. I can just tell you that now, but my husband, my husband now not now. I was never, my girls always say, mom, your ex-husband. I was like, I was never married, but they, they get confused. Yeah. They don't know what that really means. Right. What but does that mean? My yeah. husband, Mark, um, <laughs> supports everything that I do and right. loves everything. You know, he, he always just say, he says, Lindsay, just go do Lindsay, go do whatever things. it is right. you need to go do. Yeah. You need to go do that and supports me. And we have such a great 
I didn't know this kind of love. I didn't know this kind of happiness even existed based on what, um, what I saw growing up. We have very different families and, um, his family is amazing and awesome. My family is amazing and awesome, dysfunctional in very different ways. (laughs) And and we love them. We love them. We kind of joked around growing up that like my family, it was like Jerry Springer meets Brady Bunch. (laughs) And, and, um, I wouldn't change any, any, a minute of my growing up, moving around, losing friends, making friends, being an outcast, um, you know, being unengaged, I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a single yeah. thing about what happened to me growing up, any mistakes I've made, not one. Wow, that's not awesome. One. Well, and that's a beautiful thing to have that perspective now for sure. Let's talk about, you know, obviously growing up, you you had this belief that, you know, and I don't know how ingrained it was at the mm-hmm. time. It sounds like it was very challenging where you believed you weren't good enough. Yeah. Let's talk about how that started and let's get into that part of your story. Yeah, I think... Um, so I have, I have two twin sisters that are a year older than me, but oh, they're okay. like, they're like 17 months older than me. And, um, I don't believe it's anything anyone ever particularly said. I just began to notice how I was a really thin little s- sticky little kid, you know? Uh-huh. And yeah. then, and then I started having changes and I think actually looking back, moving around, it made me really outgoing and social, but I think there was actually some some emotional challenges that I didn't realize until I'm an adult that I think that I began okay. to kind of use food as a numbing agent. As a Be- way to just Yeah, to because, you know, bit, yeah. we did move a lot, but I, like I said, it was, there was way more benefits to me now than, than that, right. you know? So right. I think that I started to use food as kind of a numbing agent. And then when puberty hit, it was, you know, I had a permed mullet. I'm just going to tell you, it was not. <laughs> wow. It was not, I will show you, I will show you, it'll make your day. You'll think nothing's as bad as having a perm mullet, Lindsay. So I, I did, I just, I was, I was awkward and, and, um, in my mind, what I saw, this is not reality. This is what I saw. And I can look at that. I had twin sisters who at the time twins were like, Ooh, now everyone has, you got to have like eight kids to be, you know, quadtuplets or something to make a big deal. (laughs) Twins are no big deal, but at the time twins were really big deal. So my sisters were in my brain, what I saw, they were beautiful and they were thin and they were tall. Mm. And when we moved somewhere, it was like, have you met the new family? And there's twins. And it, it kind of, it kind of got the attention. It kind of got in my head like, Oh, okay. And I didn't necessarily put myself out there either. This is, this is actually a, a funny slash sad story. My we had all shared a car in high school, like you know most right. people, most kids do. And yeah. my sisters and I were driving home, and they had a friend in the front seat that they were giving a ride home to. And I'm in the back with my other sister, and um, this girl turns over and says, "It's really nice of you to give this girl a ride home." And we, we had been going really? to this was like this was like spring. We had been going to school <laughs> for like six years, and they go, "That's our sister," and they're like, "What? That's your sister?" Wow. Because we looked nothing okay. alike and they um I chose to be in the background and I kind of honestly I felt like I was a little wart if I could explain anything like oh okay. like uh like oh here's Lindsay and this is like the, the sister sidekick Lindsay. Right. right sidekick Lindsay and yeah. and and I also think kids say mean things and that's what happens like kids said things growing up like sure. you know you'd be you'd be really attractive if you lost like 25 pounds or you know what? I'd like you if you weren't so fat. And, um, those things are kind of like plaque words are, they're real and they kind of stick with you as much as you hope they didn't. Did I ever share those things with my parents? Never. I felt so shameful. I just buried them. 
And then that's yeah. when you numb is because yeah. you want it to just kind of go away. Yeah. And so I began thinking that if someone was thinner than me, they were automatically better than me. Wow. Um, and I never shared that. I'm sure my parents would have been like, are you like Lindsay? Like, let's think about this. Yeah. But I felt so confident in the way I felt that you probably wouldn't have changed my mind either way. So there could have been someone who like, right. you know, held me at gunpoint. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, are they a size two or a size four? Like right. I was always assessing yeah. and I was always judging other people because I was always judging myself. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's really um, heavy to do that. And I think, yeah. okay, so my, my you know, my um, challenge was weight, but I think that everyone has something that they right. tend to maybe lean on themselves too much about and you find yourself even subconsciously thinking about it. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I found myself. So, yeah. um, And at what age are you at this time? Is this like junior this, high? This was high, high school. school. High this school. was high school, okay. yeah. yeah. And I was late bloomer and then I... I did, um, I did, you know, get my, I wouldn't say got my health on track. I think I lost quite a bit of weight and I actually ended up having a really successful and awesome high school and, but late, like my junior and senior Later, year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the fact that I was new was kind of, it played a part with me kind of blooming just because I was in a new school. So I had a chance to kind of right. start over again, start over. which was nice, but then it went through college and those same beliefs crept back up and this, and then weight would fluctuate 50 pounds here, down here, up here, down there. And then, um, when I met my husband, Mark was probably the first time that someone had challenged my way of thinking out of love mm. instead of comparison or shame. And I realized that he really loved me because I was Lindsay. There was there right. was nothing else that he needed and and that was shocking to me that someone could actually do that because I think that I right. had been living in such a um superficial world mentally for so long. I really couldn't fathom right. that someone could really love me because I was just me. Yeah. It was probably kind of shocking. You're probably going, is this really I almost happening? didn't believe him. I oh, On yeah. the day of our wedding, I thought to myself, I don't know if he's going to show up. Like, I literally saw him and was like, <sighs> like a relief. Oh my gosh. And he looked at me like, what's going on? I'm like, you showed up. And he's like, yeah, of course, of he's course like, Why I showed I? up. Right. No, but right. It, it shocked me. It totally shocked me. Well, it makes sense too, because of what you went through before. I mean, even 10 days before that happened, I can imagine some of that those same feelings were starting to creep up again, right. getting close to your wedding and on your wedding day. like, And because I had gotten dropped so hard yeah. and then I was so fortunate, I think the Lord just gave me low hanging fruit with my husband and was like, let's help this girl out. Let's get her a really fantastic guy. And that's what Mark is. But I <laughs> sure. loved him and I saw the potential yeah. for me and for him. That's, how, that's why it increased my anxiety because I thought, now, if he didn't show up, it would be the worst. Like the other guy... I knew it wasn't right. Right. And I knew, you know, gotcha. I, I knew, but yeah, it was so like, it was, the, the, <laughs> the red band will snap back both ways. And so yeah. I was just kind of waiting. And I, and I think that honestly, our first couple of years of marriage, I kept waiting for him to change. And, um, it, it didn't change. And in fact, this is a, a funny story and wives will appreciate this. And someone may cringe, but I'm going to tell anyway, because it <laughs> makes me, it tells you how much my husband loves me. So, um, 
we I was after I had my first baby. So mm-hmm. um and I had I had never I at this point I've never worked out a day in my life. Ever. Like, really? No. Like, no one would know that now. Right? No, well that is that is the real truth. Like I had sure. never I done tons of yo yo dieting and unfortunately taken um, you know, over the counter prescription Right. Erect, and bulimia, like I, I tried all the ways to do it. Trust me, I, sure. the other ways to do it. Yeah. Um, but I remember I had gained quite a bit of weight with my first baby, and um, my poor husband just loves. He's just so sweet, and he was giving me like a back rub, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, he went to give me a back rub, and like his hand must have gotten caught, and like a side, like a like a fat roll. Oh yeah. Like, and I was thinking to myself, that is the most. In my brain, in the, right. the place that I was, that was horrific, and it didn't phase him. And that sounds bizarre, but that was a moment. Yeah, it snapped, and I thought he doesn't care. Why do you waste your energy, Lindsay? Why yeah. do you care so much? So it wasn't until I knew, and unfortunately, it wasn't me loving myself first. It was him. Right. He had one and has one hundred percent unconditional love wow, that's amazing and that is what changed me wow so just knowing that he loves you for not how you look but mm-hmm. for you as a person right. who you really are wow was this and this was right around after you had your first mm-hmm. child so that would be like 14 years ago 14 yep. years ago so yep. so you have this kind of something clicks so what happened then? Like, what did you, did you start like believing more in yourself at that time? Did you start, you know, having more confidence in what you were doing? I How think, did things change? Well, I think what happened was I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. I was just so yeah. exhausted. And you think, I mean, it was, I mean, at that time it would have been probably 15 years of just, berating yourself mentally and finally I was at a point where I are my 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 emotions were really level because I was in a great relationship and and a husband who um, wanted the best for me and wanted me to be my best and do my best that he supported me enough that I felt like I could okay I could take the first step and the first step was you know I had never been in a gym in my life like I had never done that before yeah. and that was super scary like I I can relate to people who say I've got to get in shape before I go to the gym and that breaks my literally breaks my heart that people feel that way because one reason why I loved the gym was because I felt connection yeah. with people and I sure. took every class that was ever offered known uh-huh. to man <laughs> and I met as many people as I could because yeah. I love people but part of it was the socialization I didn't have any friends I had stopped working I was, I mean, newly married, three years married, four years married. I didn't have, I connected with nobody. And so this was like, oh, I had social, I had physical, I had emotional, I had mental, I had all these like engines firing at the same time, which was a first for me. And maybe some people have always had that. High five to you. It was a whole new world for me. And it, it gave me an avenue to start practicing emotional intelligence physical right. intelligence, mental intelligence, and in some cases, some some spaces, even spiritual intelligence that sure. I had oh, never, yeah. those doors were never opened to me before. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad you said like on that spiritual side of things, I've, I, I've had some of the most powerful spiritual experiences on a run. Right. I'll be running and mm. all of a sudden, it's just like this flood of amazing feeling, you know, call it the spirit, energy, light, love, all right. of it. 
And you know, I don't so think that's coincidence. That I, I yeah. really feel like I don't either. I feel like, and this is something that I've, um, I'm grateful that I have this knowledge now, but I believe that they're all working together. And so I see people that really can work on their physique and, and the physical part of wellness, and yet they're still unhappy. Yeah. And I know really, really intelligent people that are really unhappy and unfulfilled. And I yeah. know some people who are incredibly spiritual and their bodies are decaying. Yeah. And I know people that are this, this, the, the same way with their emotions and yet they feel out of control. So I feel like if, I mean, if I had to, I want like a piece of, and I do, I have a piece of everything. Yeah. And that's what I think com- like that creates this complete package. And, and it changes. Like yeah. I, I, for me and, and sometimes at the beginning of this journey, I needed more physical discipline. Right. And the physical discipline is what led me to emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence where I am now has led me to the need for mental focus and mental intelligence. And that to me, all those things make up your spiritual intelligence. That's my opinion, but mental intelligence and focus is where I am now. And so it's wonderful that you can move and float in the area that you need. It's not like okay, I figured it out. Now I'm done. Right. Well, it doesn't work like that. Right. I, yeah. I mean, life is not static. Your, your environment's constantly changing. Your body is changing. Your relationships are changing. And so it, I, I love that, um, physical wellness can really, if you find the right, um, arenas can touch right. on all those things. And that's, uh, that's what led me to doing and, and creating wild. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. And I'm glad you shared that because I think a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are actually trying to, they're struggling with some of those areas, if not all of them, sure. and finding that balance. And so it's it's neat to hear you say this. And I want to get more into that too. Um, so, you know, you're, you're doing something pretty amazing right now. Um, you created this, uh, it's called Find Your Wild. Yeah. Let's let our listeners know what that is and what that's all about because uh, I think even on your website you have a hard time explaining exactly what it's it is. It's really challenging <laughs> and here's, here's... But it's amazing, yeah, listeners. Yeah. This is cool. Thank you. Seriously. You know, um, I've always done things kind of backwards in my life. I've gotten to Z and worked my way back through A. So <laughs> I, I've, I've taught group fitness for years and yeah. um, been fortunate to do that. And I had started teaching this kind of dance class without really any kind of intention, but after like year five, I'm like, in the fitness world, five years of a class is a really big deal because sure. the, that's oh, yeah. always trending something new. Right. And I thought, uh-huh. oh, these people are still coming. And I was actually really surprised. Like if I wasn't teaching, yeah. I don't know that I would still be coming, but I'm teaching it. So I'm going <laughs> right. to show up. Right? right. And then I started recognizing the type of people that were coming and it, they were really, um, as far as emotional intelligence, high caliber human, like high caliber human beings. Right. And I was thinking, huh, well, this is really interesting. It's been going on a long time and these people are not leaving. Like there, there's some people that have been taking from me for a decade, which is crazy. That is amazing. It's weird, right? right. It's, I mean, I, I mean, I love it and they, yeah. they know who they are, but there's <laughs> anyway. So, so yeah. I, Again, my darling husband, I'm just, I'm feeling lots of gratitude for him today too. Anyways, I, Shout out I, to her husband my once husband, again. I know. This we, is all about him today. Oh, I think I've talked <laughs> to him 25 words this week. I was just saying that yeah. it's hard, but, yeah. um, he kind of gave me a gentle nudge as a Christmas gift last year. He just said, you know what? I think that you should trademark this. I think that you should, you should make it. And I was mm. thinking, 
I don't know how, that's so overwhelming, and look what I'm competing with, and I had led with limitations. I, I mean, before he could even get it out of his mouth, I was already thinking why it was not going to work. Really? This is not going to work. Mm-hmm. licensing, music, and, and it's just, oh. It, it, and I was, quite honestly, I was really successful not having to do it that way. Right. Um, but he just said, I'm giving this to you as a gift. So you can do with it what you want, um, but it's here for you if you want to um, yeah. do that. And at the same time, I was also, um, I, I um, have been fortunate enough to have another, a second studio find what I was doing. Yeah. And um, I'm sure everyone, everyone listening knows that every facility you work out at has their own different culture. Like it's like, sure. yeah. I mean, you work out here, it's like this. And <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. different. And so I had, I had been fortunate enough to, um, to find or another studio to find me. And they were uh, definitely a studio that was based on um, mind, body wellness. And so just um, being a part of that, and then my husband gifting me this opportunity yeah. to to push this a little bit more, I thought to myself, what if I did? Like, I mean, it scared the bejeebies out of me and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, the great thing is I had the content. I already had right. created the class, um, which is a dance class, is a dance fitness class. Um, and we'll talk more about what it, what it really is. I'll, I'll get okay. to that. It's kind no, of, good. Oh, it's hard. <laughs> uh, but, but I... I just, I set an intention last, it would have been last August. I said, okay, okay, the name is not right. I had been calling it by a previous name and it, okay. I said, this is not the name I want. This is not the intention I want. So I set an intention. It was what you'd said. I want to share light. Wow, That's what I want to do. And crazy, like I could give you dozens of things that happen. I launched this in a matter of 10 weeks. That's websites, videos, photos, testimonials, uh, licensing. Wow. It was crazy how the universe was like, we need this, like yeah. get after it and get it and done. Do it. And I did yeah. it. I launched it on my birthday last year. Really? Yeah. On my 39th so cool. birthday last year, which was just last September. What a great September. birthday It present, was the right? best. It was the best. <laughs> and it took people a while. They weren't super comfortable with it. But when I changed the name to Wild, I really opened up the ability to make it exactly what I wanted it to and to stop comparing it to what other trends were doing. I could focus more on emotional intelligence, on consciousness, on meditation, um, and that's all happening. But then we're also dancing, so it's like this—it's this morph, this hybrid. Of I kind of feel like it's like the crazy cousin of yoga is what I feel like. Like right. they have a lot of the same centering <laughs> values yeah. um, in a very different field. So, and if you're on, if you look on my website, I really did have the hardest time describing it and the reason why is because if i were to tell you what i think it is and then todd comes right you know i do want to see that just so you know i oh, want todd to come boy that'll be that a would treat. be great make sure you have a you, camera you've there. got you've got dancing in your jeans you have it <laughs> oh you do yeah we'll see well <laughs> well if i told you what i think it is and yeah. then you come and your expectations aren't met, you then let go of the possibility of you even liking it. Right. So people say, well, is it like this or like this? And I always say, it's an experience. It's an experience. Yeah. And I think that mm-hmm. I want I people that. to not leave with limitation or say, I'm not a dancer. Right. Well, guess what? No one who's coming isn't a dancer. Right. Everyone walks in like scared. Yeah. Really, truly sure, scared. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're a fan <laughs> of Brene Brown, you know, yeah. Um, laughing in public, singing in public, the most terrifying thing for an adult to do right. is to dance. Yeah. And yet there are so 
many health benefits to dancing. I mean, I just oh, read a yeah. study this last week about how you want anti-Alzheimer's dancing. Dancing is like wow. it's it's 10 minutes of even freestyle dancing in your house is like an hour yeah. of Sudoku. Wow. It, it lights your brain up. Well, here's what's funny. I, I'm, I'm going to disclose something. Yes. I dance all the time I, by myself. Yes. I really do. I'm like, and in my mind, I'm like the best dancer on the planet. And I'm into the song. And, and no one's around. I'm I not kidding you. I will dance. But but I'm the type that, okay, when there's people, okay, I'm, I'm But done. why is that? You know, I because I really, in my mind, it's that belief that I'm not a good dancer. And you know what? Not that I'm going to turn the page, but where did that belief come from? Um, you know, probably when I was younger, just feeling awkward and dancing and, mm-hmm. I, you know, again, comparing. Right. Look how good that guy's dancing, man. He's amazing. I can't move like that. So, yeah, it's a belief. Isn't so, it funny? Yeah. I had a, I've, I've got a great friend. I won't say her name, but yeah. she, um, she, she shared a story with me and she said that she was going to a dance and she was probably like in middle school. And she's like, I don't know how to dance. She was terrified. Uh-huh. And so she was in her bedroom with the door shut. And she's in the mirror. Like, you, I mean, you can imagine. Okay, imagine a 12-year-old, sweet right. 12-year-old girl in her bedroom thinking she's by herself, yeah. dancing in the mirror. Her brother is in the closet, bust out laughing. Oh man! It ruined her. Yeah. You know, it it, it, it gave her such a blow because yeah. it's really, here's the word, it's so vulnerable because Very everyone vulnerable. looks safe doing a squat. Everyone's yeah. safe in a yeah. downward dog. Right. Everyone's safe doing a bicep curl because right. we all look the same and no one expects anything from me. Exactly. I can check out and I can zone out and you know what? Yeah. No one notices me. Right. The purpose of this class is for you to love what you see in you, not with anybody else. Oh, and no one is looking at you, I promise. Yeah. Everyone is looking to see what's going on and they're yeah. looking at themselves. At themselves. So it's just this, I have women that are like, they, they'll, they, they will wanted to come for 10 years and never come in because they're too paralyzed by fear to do it. Wow. I love what you just said there because it really, and, and the way I would interpret that is you're helping these people come in and you're helping them change their belief about mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's all about loving what you see. And it's so powerful um, because that is ultimately um, what will set you free. And you even talk about it in, the, in your video on your website about how, you know, you're, the dancing and the music, you just, you feel free, you mm-hmm. feel creative, you feel... Flow. You flow, yeah. right? And again, there's that light where it's really, truly shining. It's true. You're being at your best, like you're, you said. You're a great, and our great friend, Laurie, who is, um, she's awesome and she yeah. um, she said to me, when I am in wild, I feel like a dance goddess. Those right. are her words. Right. A dance goddess. There uh-huh. is nothing that makes me happier than for someone to hear that. Now, going sure. back, going back to those different mm-hmm. realms, yeah. physical, mental, mm-hmm. emotional, spiritual, those four right. are challenged and can be available for growth in every single class you go to, because we change. Sometimes I just need a sweat fest, right. and I can go and I can do it. And sometimes sure. my brain is just thirsting yeah. to have a challenge. It is that. And sometimes I need connection with someone. And the great thing about dance as well is that you are having a conversation with saying no words. There are no words being shared. Right. And yet you are so, can you think of a way, maybe one other way, you could be that connected to someone else. Right. You know, it's, it's amazing. Right. And some people, it really creates 
a, a greater spiritual view for them because sure. it's it requires you to be present. And that's the one other change I've made um, consciously and on purpose in the last couple of years is the idea of awareness and consciousness. Um, and through meditation is, is what I do, but meditation right. has lots of different forms. Meditation is staying, in my, in my opinion, is staying present. Right. When you are taking a wild class, there is not an ounce of anything else you could even try to squeak into your brain because you are so <laughs> right. focused, focused on what is yeah. happening that you, it may be that your house is on fire and you know what? You are completely unaware, yeah. which well, is a gift for people. Yeah, because then it doesn't matter and then you're not suffering. Mm -mm. And I love that because in those moments of focus, suffering stops. Absolutely. Unless you're focusing on something negative. But right. It, then it's like, wow. Because like I said, when I'm dancing when no one's around, man, I feel like a million bucks. Todd, you got to share yeah. that. I know. People people <laughs> need it. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Actually, people who dance in groups like ensembles mm -hmm. right. have a 40% higher pain threshold. Because guess what? It's hard to do. And everyone wants, they want, they, this is the phrase I get, right. I want to be out of my comfort zone and I want to be vulnerable. Right. But when it comes down to it, you really have to do the work. You can't just say you want something. Like you have right. to do the work. That feeling of like, I feel like I am going to maybe throw up. I feel so uncomfortable because I don't know what's going on. As adults, we get older, we simply eliminate anything in our life yeah. that doesn't make us feel awesome. Exactly. But we encourage our kids, you've never tried swimming, toss them in the pool, see how you do. You can do it, it's okay, but yet we don't do that. Yeah. We don't do that. We stop being a kid. Yeah, we stop playing. We stop playing. We stop playing. Yeah. I love that, Lindsay. Seriously, I think that is a very, very important thing. And, you know, it's one of the things I, I'll say even to my own clients. You can do anything. You can put your mind to it. You can achieve anything. Just go do it. Put some effort. may not work out exactly, but it'll eventually be something that you're like, wow, look at me now. There's always a progression. And I think yeah. even when you feel like I'm not a dancer or I don't know how to write a song or I don't whatever. You know what? If you just start... That's mm -hmm. the hardest thing. People think yeah, just start they see an end product. And, and I I know people are being kind and, and they'll say, I just want to be able to move like you. And it really does kind of hurt my heart because I don't want anyone to move like me. I want them to move like them. Yeah. I want them to find their vibe and find their presence and find their light. And when I tell them that, they stop and they think and they think, oh, you know, and if you can, if you can even just say, I'm going to try, if you try you are better off than you were than looking outside the classroom and thinking, gosh, I w wish I was in there. Even if you try for one song. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. You jump off. I love feeling <laughs> awkward and weird. Like I like, to, I like to take classes and do things that I yeah. have no idea what I'm doing because that process to me, it literally is like a rush for me to try and figure, yeah, figure it, out. it out. But that took me a long time to get there too. But I think that... Um, light attracts light and the people that take this class mm -hmm. are people who are driven by that. Yeah. They're not afraid. Right. They're not afraid. And even if you are afraid, if you're with a group of people, mm -hmm. there's one person who's unsure and 19 who are sure, guess what the outcome is going to be? Yeah. You're going to pick up what they're putting down. Exactly. And you're going to get a piece of that. Yeah. That's so cool. Very well said. I love that. So, you know, you've been doing this for uh, 
the, the wild thing for wild, wild thing, thing, right? Yeah. There's so many good things Maybe to say. Yeah, wild thing. There we go. Well, I and I I, I think I think um, I think wild child. I get all kinds of things. I also think the people <laughs> they look they look at the fact that it's a dance class and they think wild. And I really truly yeah. feel like some people are like wild, like out of control, like without temper. And it's actually the total opposite. Right. Wild to me means being free like if you could be a wolf or a dog yeah what would you choose, what would you choose? if you had if it meant your survival yeah. i'd be a, wolf. be a wolf because there's natural instinct within us and even even uh like uh, a studio that i teach at um there's like the nursery the kids care right across from where we teach and uh-huh. at the end when the kids are walking out every child will stop and just like plant their face in the window and they bounce naturally children they hear music what happens yeah, they just start it to is innate it's in innate. us that's a good point but you know what yeah. we have experiences of comparison or shame or insecurity and we shove it shove it down i really 100 percent, truly believe that everyone has it in them but we so let true. ego and comparison yeah. and uncertainty and feelings I'm not good enough. Yeah, I can't you know. Do it. Right. And it's so true cuz you know my granddaughter we were in St. George uh, a few weeks back and we went to this restaurant and the music was playing. Done. And the place is packed. But she's 2 yeah. years old and just starts right. dancing. I mean, waving her arms up like this and just and I'm like going, look at her. And the, everyone in the restaurant's like, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, but if I got up and did that in the restaurant, I would like, cheer for you, Todd. I, I would get up with you and I would dance because my kids would have been like, what are you doing, Dad? <laughs> because why? But that's, that's what I mean, though. Like, I yeah. question that. I right. question why. The other thing I think uh, that people don't want to try is because we are an outproduct society. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my husband's a great baker. Like he really, truly is. He's mm-hmm. a great baker. He loves baking. People say, oh, right. you should be a baker. And it's like, oh, you like dancing? You should be a dancer. Oh, you uh, write music? Right. You should be a pianist. And it's yeah. like, well, wait a minute. What makes you come alive? Is it the noun? Is it becoming something? Or is it actually doing it? Just it's the verb. It. It's, the, yeah. it's the verb. No right. one in my class, including myself, is going to be hunted down to go on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> you know what? But right. guess what? Yeah. It brings people joy. Right. So why don't we do those things? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really think that's our natural state as human beings is joy. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is as we get older, like you said, all those things, we, we suppress it, our ego, we compare, we believe irrational beliefs that keep us from experience what we did as a child. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas I know, like again, I, I'm I'm just as an example. When I do, when I'm dancing by myself, whatever, I do. I feel like a million bucks. I really do. And and I'll dance in front of my family and stuff like that. But you know, but like if it's like at a dance dance, I'll be like, I'll just sit over here. Yeah, I'm gonna be a wall <laughs> be flower. A I'm gonna be a wall so, flower. Someone else but, can do that. But I'm just. I love what you're saying because I think it just with anything. I think let's step. Let's break out of our adult mindset. Right that supposedly knows everything, I think we all had it figured out when we were kids. I, I really do. I 100% agree. We had it figured out. I agree. I think a lot, another another um, obstacle that I think people mm-hmm. have, because there's, there's the obvious of like, I have to learn it. I have to, uh, you know, I'm not a great dancer or whatever. I think that I, a lot of my clientele, I do have a, I have several like amazing fellas that come and they're <laughs> awesome and they are awesome right. and they are like to me they're like phd emotional intelligence because not sure. only are they mm-hmm. dancing in public like they're in a room of 40 women doing it 
Like that's pretty remarkable. But I right. most of most of the clients and and friends of mine who come and they struggle with taking time for themselves as well. So. Yeah. And I get that. Like we wear, everyone wears so many hats, but it's almost like people don't feel like they deserve to be able to have fun. I should be able to, you know, because I'm so busy. I'm so. I don't have time for that. Right. I don't have have time for fun. I don't have time for, you know, foolery. But really, honestly, if you make time for those creative building experiences, that is what will fuel the rest of your life. That's a secret. People sure. think, oh, an hour, you dance for an hour. I've got a friend who like literally quit a job because they changed her schedule. She's like, no, I got a dance class on Monday mornings. I said, no, you have to. She's like, <laughs> wow. I'm out because that is it's what that gives. What? But yeah. it's creative and it's connective and it's reflective and it's yeah. inclusive and it's all the things you want to have in one space. So yeah, of course, right? of course that makes sense. But we, we tend to cut those things out because yeah. the world says, oh, it's dancing. Okay, well, that's not important. You should be organizing, you you know, your winter bins and and what I I know it's not like that. If you want to have creativity, you have to practice creativity. If you want to have flow, you have to practice flow. Mm. It doesn't just you can't want it. You have to actually do do it. it. And the crazy thing is, is when you do it, it becomes effortless. And then it's a part of your all of your life. All of your life. You know, so. As you're doing this, what's what's maybe one of the best moments you've had doing this? Oh I know that's gosh. a big question because there's many, but even if you share just one of them, like something where you 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 look back and go, "Man, that that moment, I'll never forget," kind of thing. I'll say this: um, there is something that happens every class. I teach five classes a week. Mm-hmm. There is a moment that happens every class that makes me think I am so grateful that I get to be here right now right? because someone will share something with me. Like, yeah. I mean, I've, I, I could, I could tell you hundreds of stories literally that have changed people's lives, not because of me, but because we've been able to create this space that people feel safe and they can be themselves. Yeah. And, um, and that connection piece you keep talking about it is they feel connected and they feel safe. Yep. You know, you wouldn't go into, I mean, you, you just, you, you, you pretty much gave the perfect example. Yeah. You have, you dance by yourself because why you feel totally safe. Yeah. You wouldn't do that somewhere else. And so right. my responsibility is to create a place where people feel safe. And also I know them so well that I know how to give them a little bit of um, a gentle nudge, whether it's, they dance with their eyes down the whole time look up look at your you wouldn't believe how hard it is for people to look at themselves in there that's your challenge at home todd okay when you are home look at yourself in the mirror by yourself while dancing and see what kind of feelings that brings up i I will promise you this i'll give you this promise i will show up to one of your classes bam and that is a big step for me i'm telling you but because i'm i'm all about um teaching people overcoming their beliefs and here i just exposed one of mine (laughs) i love it and here we are you know i think okay thinking about thinking about um (laughs) Uh, uh, a, a great moment for me and I wouldn't call it monumental it's something that's really simple um, there is a woman who she's since she's moved to St. George but she was um, at a class of mine and she had had a baby recently mm-hmm. and she had been struggling with her image her sure. self image and right. I knew that I knew that and so a little bit of I saw who I used to be when I looked at her 
And oh, I, gotcha. I think that, um, you can relate with it so much yeah. empathy. Like I, I get it. I totally get it. And so this is something kind of silly, but we, it was like a, we were doing some giveaway in class or something. And, um, it was like a bath bomb or something. I had something silly, <laughs> something really silly, right. yeah. but I just was like, all right, whoever can just let their light shine, whoever can just give like, you know, you've got a nice soak waiting for you at home. And I saw her and I, it's so crazy because you will literally see someone's countenance change yeah. when they feel good about themselves. And I saw her, you know, was she on beat? No. She wasn't. Right. Was she, was she a, a perfect dancer? Right. No, she wasn't. But I saw so much of who I was in her that there was no one else in the room I could, I could even look at. My right. eyes were just affixed on her because she had a personal breakthrough and I gave her a little, um, little little prize she wept because people just want to be seen and they want to be seen being their very best selves and i i get to see that literally every day that i teach there's never a class where it's like well that was that was fun no i mean one happened yesterday a friend of mine we 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 begin class um in a reflective and aware state thinking about our breathing and Mm -hmm. um really it's meditation a few moments of meditation setting an intention for why you're here because i think fun is cheap and i don't have time for fun like it's not enough for me anymore i i need to have all my cylinders firing and so i ask people you know what their intentions are we set an intention we'll do some gentle stretching as well but we always end class with um meditation and silence as well just to to solidify what we've learned how we felt and kind of reflect on how it was and and that's cathartic for people and just yesterday someone you know we're we're cooling down and i hear (laughs) you know someone's sobbing and that's actually totally normal it happens i would bet every class it happens because you are so in tune with your spirit and with your your heart and yourself i look at it as you're saying this is it's a reminder of who we really are Mm at the end of the day and that's powerful again like i said we had it figured out when we were little we really did we let so many things get yeah. in the way oh, that's amazing you know so if someone who's listening to this would like to be involved or get involved with your class and, yeah. and to reach out to you and even if they just want to ask you a few questions yeah. who, you know how would they do that what's the best way to do that Oh, those, okay, so I have <laughs> I have um, the website you talked about, which is findyourwild.net. And that Spell actually, that out for so us. find, F-I-N-D, oh, good call. Good call, Todd. I'm gonna back okay. that up. Hold on, let me try it again. Okay. dot net. So yes. wild is with a Y. Yes. Yes, thank okay. you. you thank you for that. I appreciate it. No, that. I just wanted to make sure that I people know get that. to you. <laughs> um, I think that's that's the best place to start. Just so you can kind of get, like you said, you can you really can get the vibe and yeah. of what it's all about. Yeah, you got a couple really powerful videos that just kind of spell it all out yeah. and it's yeah. so professionally and well done. Oh, thank you. And again, it it shares light just watching it, so it's beautiful. That's wonderful. And then we're on IG as well, um, okay. find.your.wild with a Y dot, um, well, at Instagram. And then okay. my, my contact information is on there. If you ever wanna come and try, really truly, anybody yeah. here, if you're in Salt Lake or mm-hmm. in town, my information is on there. I would love for you to hit me up. I can make yeah. it happen either way just to have the experience and to maybe open your eyes. Um, some people, some of the greatest things that are out there haven't been invented yet. And so for me, right. this wasn't out there. 
and I really wanted it. And so sometimes you just got to create it yourself. Just got to do and it. And so you don't you don't know it. till you try. And yeah. I would love for anyone to come and give it a shot and and know that it's a place of growing and it's a place yeah. place of safety and creativity. And yeah. I think that those are things that can only bring goodness to your life. Okay. Making your life better. Wow. Awesome. Well, I encourage all the listeners to definitely reach out to Lindsay. Um, she's an amazing person, as you can tell already. If um, Could you give some advice right now to someone who might be listening to this who is struggling, like truly feels like they're stuck <clears throat> and they don't know what to do? What would you tell them? I would tell them that one, we all have been there. Right. We all have been there. And I, uh, I believe that... We have all the answers we have, we need that are already within us. I really believe that. And I think, right. um, breathe, breathe. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not going to tell you that my class is going to solve anything for you because it's not. I think the most important thing that I've learned is about living aware and living consciously. Okay. And when I make space, quiet time, um, silence, when I make silence, there are answers and feelings that are already within me that are just waiting to come out. And when I make time to do that, they all of a sudden will manifest themselves uh, in my life. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I don't think that there's maybe, I mean, Jesus, right? But I don't think there's anyone I'm gonna, I'm gonna hitch my wagon to yeah. that's gonna be like, yep, they have my answers, they're my sensei. I get, I get, I get filled from like Todd Sylvester's right. podcast, I go all over and find what's right for me. And yeah. I believe in flow and believe that the things I need are going to come into my life. Yeah. Um, but I, I believe that silence is an answer mm. for me. It is silence is an that. answer. I love that. Um, it reminds me of a quote. I hope you don't mind if I can share this. Please. It's by Ganillion Norris that says within each of us, there is a silence as vast as the universe. And when we experience that silence, we remember who we are. If right? I could drop this really expensive mic right now, I would, <laughs> Todd, but I'm not because I know it's, yeah. it's beautiful equipment. That's the truth. Yeah. That is, will you say it one more time, please? Yes. So within each of us, there is a silence as vast as the universe. And when we experience that silence, we remember who we are. Remember. It's in that silence. It's beautiful. Um, I have chills right now. Just so, you know. <laughs> so did I. I, I do am, too. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so happy that you shared that. Oh, thank you, um, and thank you. Um, you're an amazing person who is honestly a light to this world, and you're helping others find theirs, and so they can share theirs. And that's ultimately what, if I could sum up what Wild is all about, that's there. It is, mm -hmm. is to help you find yours. And so if you listeners are out there, you're like, I don't even know what my light is. I don't even know if I can do anything. Just come meet Lindsay. Just even <laughs> observe her class. Aww. Just come watch and then talk to her after. Just ask her a question face to face. You will see and feel mm. the goodness that's in her. And that will inspire you to want to move forward. So please, even if you don't want to come even do the class, come talk to her. Just ask her a question yeah. face to face. Reach out. Reach, Reach out, out for sure. Please. I, I've made so many great connections and yeah, I, I, I feel like um, uh, social media is kind of a, it's an interesting little <laughs> nugget. I don't know how to describe yeah. it, but I yeah. will say this, that um, when you truly are looking to, to find an answer or looking to help someone, I have met some amazing human beings 
through that world of Instagram, like, hey, I'm struggling with this. What would you recommend? I will make time for everyone that has enough courage or enough faith to simply ask. And if I don't have an answer, I will find someone who can because, yeah, um, I yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to, to be able to love the way that I get to love. I yeah. get to see people at the very, very best. And that's what pushes me and inspires yeah, me. And, and, awesome. and I mean, it is magic. Yeah. It's magic. It's beautiful. Um, I want you to read your intention. Okay. I want it to come from you. Yeah. My intention, it's pretty simple. I want to share light. If I can share my light, I can help others find and share theirs. Individually sharing light pushes personal growth and development, but collectively sharing light makes sometimes this dreadful world a better place. Please share your light. Well, talk about another mic drop right there. Let's, uh, this is a good kind of a segue to end this. I hate to end this, oh. but uh, we need to move on. I want to thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming and sharing your amazing story and being vulnerable and sharing what your struggles have been. And uh, like we talked about, life happens for you. And I want the listeners to hear this because you went through all these struggles. You had some really difficult times, but look what you get to do now because of that. And, uh, and the cool thing is, like you said, there's, there's all of us have something to share and we need to do that. So thank you for taking this the time. was an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to your, to your listeners who have recognized what light is yeah. because they, they found you. I, I, yeah. I, again, I feel very fortunate and I'm grateful we've been friends all these years <laughs> and I'm glad we're finally connecting again with this and you've inspired me. I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm going, I need to be better here. I'm going to work on this. <laughs> and more importantly, yeah. I, I want to overcome some of these things that I used to do as a kid. Right. What a, what a powerful message you have, man. Never too late to start. Never too I'm, late. I'm, I'm, tr- I just turned 40 a few, um, weeks ago okay and people are kind of funny about ages and (laughs) my line for the for turning 40 is and i believe this i am just getting started yeah i'm just getting started yeah well i'm I'm a lot like you where i feel like i always say i'm just hitting my prime right i'm just starting man i can everyone just keep going man let's do this you know um but I, you know, I want to, again, just challenge the listeners, please reach out to Lindsay. Please come check out her class. Um, you can get her information on her website. And uh, please, you know, do that because you really will be inspired. And I want you guys to, you know, be this light. And let's just go change this world for and make it better, you know, all it. the way around. Thank you, Todd. You bet. Thank you. Well, there you go, listeners. Another amazing belief cast with another amazing Thank you for your time and your support. And until next time, thanks, Lindsay.